parents strongly cautioned, the following programs are intended for mature audiences over the age of 18. These programs may contain some materials that many parents would not find suitable for children. The programs may contain intense violence, sexual situations, coarse language, and suggestive dialogue. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, episode number 74, a month of interviews. And we get to kick it all off with the big cheese himself, Jason DeMarco. Stick around, it's going to be a party. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Argumento, and with me tonight is... The founder of TsunamiFaithful.com, Paul Pascrillo. And... Ed Samurai Derail Maddox. And... Your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. And we have a hell of a show for you guys tonight. Uh, we have a lot to get through before we even get to uh, the show. And the thing you are here for, which is... Yeah, the real reason you're the listening. The real reason you're listening to this <laughs> is the Jason DeMarco interview. It's if you real, haven't skipped um, this part already. <laughs> don't skip it. I won't, I won't. There's no chapters in the show. You might skip it, so don't do it. You have to listen to the whole show. Um, the real come to your house. Anyways, uh, but we'll get through all this fast so you can get to the fun stuff. So... Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Not Stecker, Paul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, Twitter account at Toonami Podcast, Tumblr account, ToonamiFaithfulOfficial.tumblr.com. Visit podcast.toonamifaithful.com for all the old episodes of the podcast. You might have noticed on the website, ToonamiFaithful.com, we actually have a little Stitcher widget now uh, in the sidebar, so you'll always be able to listen to the latest episode there. Yes. My Guinness has a widget. And there's also an iTunes link there as well. Yes. So please subscribe because we really, we really appreciate it when you guys subscribe. Right. It was by popular demand that we got it on Stitcher, so you know, make us make it worth our while, fans. Come on. Now. <laughs> speaking of money. <laughs> um, we weren't so speaking about that, but sure, go on. Okay, Scrooge. <laughs> Why you got to use my line? Five dollars. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so there's three ways that you can help us. Uh, obviously, there's tsunamifaithful.com slash donate or by clicking the donate link on the menu bar on tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, you can donate any amount of money. Uh, again, the amount of money that goes to there helps us do projects. And I can say now that because of all that, because of the, the people that have bought stuff, Jose can now fix his camera. Yay! So, uh, Yay! That will be once I, I believe we're gonna wait until you come back from vacation. We're gonna do that. Yeah, because I don't want to leave and be in New York. Uh, <laughs> and there's a and there's a, and, the, and my camera's waiting at the door in winter exactly. in Miami. It's not a good idea. Hello. Yeah. It rains. There's okay. such a thing as winter in Miami. It rains. <laughs> it's that's not, not cold, winter. That's rains. rainy season. That's not winter. That's rainy season. I don't give a fuck, Jim. I don't want my camera to get ruined. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Fuck you, I think the point was I don't want my camera to get ruined. Not right. so much the winter semantics. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so um moving on. Uh we have this thing called sponsor tweets that we do every once in a while that uh through a website sponsortweets.com that we can do to, to actually earn money and all you guys have to do is click and we get paid for that. Um if those show up, please c- click on those too. Uh, along with that, we may actually start putting up, especially for the month of movies, uh, links to where you can purchase uh, the DVDs slash Blu-rays for some of the movies that are coming out this month. 
Um, if you see those, click on those. And if you're going to buy the movies, buy exclusively through that link because that will give us money as well. So and our website. Keep an eye out. Our, yes, website. And our website. We have ads and the DVD of the month. If you do any shopping or write stuff, uh, use our DVD of the month link. That helps us out too. We appreciate yes. it. Please, people, write stuff is having that sale. Go to our website and go through there with the um, DVD of the month because I'm doing it. Everybody on this podcast is doing it, so hey, yes. we need your help. And by the yes. way, like not to not to give free, uh, free advertising way to write stuff, but they are kicking ass with the sale. Yeah, uh, I yeah. want half the store. <laughs> I bought I bought a lot from them. Dude, I haven't even And I accidentally money. made oh, the yeah. um I think I made the owner accidentally ma- uh not mad but worried that he sent the wrong thing. Which Yes. Sorry, it yes, was a I prank. You were telling me about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, old school Friday. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to talk about the t-shirts real quick. Oh, t-shirts. Uh, I thought we Yes. Right. Wet t-shirt contest. Hot. Uh, I'm ex- <laughs> I'm extending the t-shirts for uh, $10 to the end of the month um this does not include this does not include any shirts that could be that are small or bigger than an xl um i may do another order because a lot of you actually a couple of you actually responded um i'm actually getting sketch and i'm getting terrell shirts along with this order so um, they're actually going to have shirts which is awesome um so if you guys do want a bigger size, let me know. Uh, you can just go contact us at TsunamiFaithful.com. Let me know what size shirt you need. Uh, and then I'll explain what you need to do in order to get the shirt. Because it's going to be a little bit more money because I have to do a special order. And involved in that is, you know, obviously an extra fee. So it won't look be it, too much. Dude, Don't worry it about it. It wouldn't have been a problem if you would have just upgraded. Because look here, I am not a damn size medium. I'm a big <laughs> black southern man. Get that shit right. Hey, when I ordered them, I didn't know that, okay? Jesus Christ. I like how we were supposed to go through this quick, and we're not doing that. Let's yeah, move on. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, if you want to purchase this shirt, it's tsunamifaithful.bandcamp.com. You can also uh, purchase Nerdcore Absolution, which is still $3 in the end of December. Um, either way, we get that money, and it goes towards us. So please do that if you want to. And now Old School Friday, we'll get, get through that real quick. Um, Old School Friday this week was uh, Mad Rhetoric, and I have to find who that person is because I don't have it in front of me. Um, but again, if you guys want to give us a promo for Old School Friday, send it to contact us at tsunamifaithful.com. What you need to put in it is you need to give us a link on YouTube to that video. You need to give us your Twitter handle, and then you also need to give us maybe in about a paragraph uh, describing why... Uh, you liked the promo that you sent us. And, uh, you know, if there's nobody in line, we will put it up, Arthur. Um, <laughs> and we will, you know, I will try to get them up. It, like I said, you know, I, I want to do different people. I don't want to just do, like, for example, Arthur loves us, and he sent us one. He sent us, there's another one that I'm waiting to, to put up that's buying, that's from him. So, you know, I don't... I like Arthur, but I would like to see more of it. I would like to see more of you giving me promos and everything. So please do that. And the person that this week's uh, on Twitter, his name is uh, Data64Prime. So um, thank you for sending that in. Uh, I believe his name is actually Jim Cole. So thank you for sending that in. And, you know, again, if you guys want to submit it, contact us at TsunamiFaithful.com. All right. Nerdcore volume ups, Nerdcore Absolution Volume Two, that's yes, out. That is out. Please it's $10. go buy it. 
geekyinkproductions.bandcamp.com. Go buy it. You get three free tracks, and you get a fourth one until the end of December for free as well if you purchase it. So go get it. It's awesome. The banner's on top of tsunamifaithful.com. Click that. You're all set. And uh, Paul has some stuff to talk about regarding our friends to the east, Tsunami yes. Asia. I wasn't on last week, so I wanted to touch on this a little bit. And if you allow me, I'm just going to take a little bit of time. Um, sorry, Jose. But um, Toonami Asia has actually started putting out uh, promos for NAMI. And I, mu- I must say I'm a little jealous because I would love to have seen Tom kind of more animated like this. <laughs> but um, I, 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 what I can tell you is, is there's two promos. There's, and I, the, the first one was obviously the one where they had the, the, uh, the do the, the story of NAMI uh, contest. Uh, all three of those are right up on TsunamiFaithful.com right now. Um, I can't really go into detail, but there will be more to come. So I, I want you guys to stay tuned to TsunamiFaithful.com and also stay tuned to the podcast because we have more stuff coming on uh, Tsunami Asia and also some things that I, can, I can't really discuss right now, but when we get to the point, I will actually discuss as well. So um, stay tuned for that. All right. And with that, that brings us to the news, which means you got to wait one more segment until you get to that interview. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Bleach came in at 1,333,000. Naruto comes in at 1,152,000. One Piece, 915,000. Soul Eater, 805,000. Sword Art Online, 822,000. Uh, Fully Cooley, uh, 756,000. Clone Wars, 790,000. Brotherhood, 707,000. Ghost in the Shell, 597,000. IGPX, 605,000. Inuyasha, 740,000. And Inuyasha, End of the Night, at 732,000. Those are your ratings for November 30th, 2013. And as I say every week, all in all, a good week. This is a very good week for us. Yeah, this is a very good Pretty good. Yeah, 1.3 million for Bleach. Not bad. Um, You know me, I want to see One Piece do even better. But, uh, you know, can't complain. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I, can't, I shouldn't be complaining as much as I am uh, because these numbers are good in Tsunami's eyes. So but I don't know. It's, it's, it's just something that I feel that, you know, my like for one piece. So uh, before we get into last year, everybody needs to realize that uh, Naruto joined the block at this point. So here are the numbers for that. Uh, last year, December 1st, 2012, we did Bleach at 1,130,000, Naruto 925,000, Tenchu Miyo GXP 632,000, Thundercats 706,000, Samurai 703,000, uh, Symbiotic Titan 706,000, Eureka 7 uh, 613,000, Brotherhood 525,000, Bebop 544,000, Bebop 517,000, Inuyasha 559,000, and Inuyasha ended the night with 495,000. Clearly, we are going up. Mm-hmm. Way the fuck up. So, uh, even when the Prodigal Ninja returning, uh, we're still, we still outranked it pretty much entirely. 
Yeah, and I saw, like, ninja. Sure. Um, uh, GXP was at 1 a.m. at this point, right? GXP yeah, got moved to, to 1 a.m. because okay, of I just wanted to make sure that yeah, yeah. Right. It gets moved to 3 a.m. a little later down the road. I think it gives. A, I think they get about two more weeks, and then it'll get moved. Mm. Um, but yeah, you you can see the sharp drop from Naruto to GXP compared to the drop from Naruto to One Piece is just like oh, mm-hmm. you dropped a des- mm-hmm. you, you dropped a place and that's it. Pretty much all you dropped were you know people who decided to drop their heads on the pillow for the night. You know? Yeah, that <laughs> pillow was getting a whole lot of head. But um, the the thing that we really would would like to get to talk about, or at least I want to get to talk about, it, is uh, the trending. Because only one thing trended, and my god, did it trend wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Pretty much the whole way through. Yeah, through both, uh, through both airings on the East Coast and West Coast. Which is awesome. Which is amazing. So, for those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, Akira trended for, uh, I guess, 12 hours. It was beautiful. 12 hours? 12 hours. Sorry, 6 hours. <laughs> okay, six, then. Six hours. Sorry, I don't know where I got twelve from. I was going to say, what are you talking about? I think he was at East Coast time too, right? Uh, yeah, I was, I was adding, and then I was adding, and how much time it would take, and it didn't make sense. But it's six hours. Um, so apparently, <laughs> he added, and then he added, and then he added again. I pretended Aki to play twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it got it. It did amazingly well on the East and West Coast. Um, Wow, I'm really, really happy. It got number one on mobile trending. It got number one in the U.S., number one worldwide. Uh, it, according to mobile, it averaged about 18,300 uh, tweets. Which, which is, is pretty ri- awesome. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had anything do that well, ever. No, it, it was fucking amazing, man. Yeah. And a lot of people, seriously, man, I... I said it once, I'll say it again. Akira popped a lot of people's anime cherry, man. Yeah. No, if you if you, this was your first time seeing Akira last night, congratulations, you are now an anime fan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the collective. Now bitches. it counts. One of us. One, one of, us. of us. One of us. Oh, man. And then, of course, Toonami and Adult Swim, oddly, also were uh, trending. So, uh, go Adult Swim, man. Thanks, Adult Swim. You guys, uh, everybody at Cartoon Network, thank you so much for playing this movie. It's one of my, it is my favorite movie of all time. So seeing it again is just, seeing the reaction to it on Twitter was just, oh my god, I can't believe this many people are talking about it. <laughs> it's pretty and cool. Adam, well, tell Adam Adult Sheehan. Swim. Go ahead, yeah. Jim. I'm yeah. sorry. Adam Sheehan from Funimation was uh, tweeting right along with us, and uh, he relayed the story of the first time he saw Akira. It was on VHS at 3 a.m. in a friend's garage. So, oh, dude, even way. Joshua Seth, who who doesn't voice act anymore, uh, mm-hmm. started tweeting about Akira. <laughs> That's the power that this movie has. Yeah. Exactly. It brought someone back who didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just and like. he says it. He um, said that it's probably the best thing he's ever recorded. Yep. And uh, yay! <laughs> so yeah, that makes still me watch happy. that movie in Japanese. No offense. Yeah, no offense to anybody, but yeah. That dub is great. That whole dub is great. The Pioneer dub is probably the closest to perfect uh, Akira will ever come to in English, but you gotta watch it in Japanese. Because I'm sure a lot of people notice the lip flaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, not really lip flaps, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because they're they're not actually Those aren't lip flaps. Yeah, that's not (laughs) lip flaps. Those aren't lip flaps. And, uh, by the way, yeah, um... 
we gained like a hundred followers that night. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go us. Yeah, that, that didn't. That also helps. By the way, we're like mm, about thirty away from seven thousand. I think my most popular tweet was um, like because everybody started retweeting me when when the. I can spoil it now, okay? It's been 25 years. Uh, when Tetsuo's <laughs> mutation starts happening, it's um, like I, I put I put in my Twitter account, like, I, I'm wondering right about now how many people just looked at their television and said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody no. was just like, yep, you're right. I have no, I, I don't know what I'm looking at anymore. I know <laughs> me and Jim was doing the own count last night. Yeah. See, I was doing and what I was doing was mostly an owned count, uh, you know, not people dying, but people just getting, you know, owned while being alive. Now, you're not really owned if you die, because if you get owned, you have to live with it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the guy getting pimps, the guy uh, uh, getting punched with a dud grenade, kind of getting rifle butted right in the stomach. That guy did die. Well, he didn't die at the time. So, like, he got punched right in the face. That was enough of an own for me. Okay. <laughs> no, but the discipline bitch slap, man, that was off the chain. Discipline bitch slap. I, discipline. Yeah, the thing I was want to say about that dub is they added all those sound effects. Like, a, like a lot of the sound effects from the original aren't super great. Um, but, like, the Pioneer or whoever, uh, I guess animes, added a bunch of them in there and just made it, like, really punchy and it was just like oh man those sound effects are awesome i kind of wish they would bring them over to the japanese version it's my own mm-hmm. that's my only yeah. wish i gotta say man them bitch slaps did a pimp name slick back proud by the way how many times did it's steve bloom die night. three times from my count four <laughs> he dies four uh, he dies four times in that movie so tom dies spike spiegel dies uh four times in that movie Never sorry <laughs> sorry and I think it's every role he appears in. Every single time he shows up on screen, he dies. He was like, seriously, he was like the Kenny of Akira that he night. He was, yeah. You killed Steve, you bastards. You so, final count, at least by my count, was four. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was about four times he's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that happened, we're talking about Akira, and we haven't even gotten to like, the rest of the night or like just talking about trending still hyperspace. This is what this movie does to me. Hyperspace uh, was revealed to us. Finally, we got some brand new snazzy animation. Uh, So they got the warp engine online again. Yep. Yeah, baby. So uh, this is the best way to watch movies ever is in hyperspace. As everybody knows, Uh, (laughs) at least if you're an old school tsunami fan, you know, the best way to watch is in hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Although maybe I missed it, but I didn't see them get out of hyperspace. No, and they I, did drop out of warp, but they didn't show that they did. Yeah, they do drop because like they went back to regular Clone Wars impulse. Bumpers. Yeah, impulse power. Yeah, I must use Star Trek terms for this because no, no, that's no, no, the no. only way to talk about uh, space travel is no. through Star Trek terms. No, no, no. This is Babylon Five speak. I never saw Babylon 5. Oh, I'm going to send you a bunch of... Videos. No, I don't want to watch Babylon 5. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, Dude, we got into awesome. hyperspace and the animation looks snazzy. Let's not go way off That's... track again. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... Oh, you know what's really cool, though, is that the lights are dimmed inside the Absolution, so it has yeah. the movie-like feel to, to it as well. And that's cool, if, yes. you ask, if you ask me. So um, the other thing we got to talk about is the other movie... Uh, Summer Wars, they got a new promo for it. Mm-hmm. I really like this promo, yeah. actually. I'm 
I told everybody I would eat my words about Summer Wars um, because I was one of those. I don't think this is a Toonami movie, and you know, I ate my I kind of ate my words on that one when I saw the promo. I'm like, yeah, it works. All right, you all win. <laughs> <laughs> so, mea culpa. Yep. Are, are we cool now? I... Can you stop emailing me about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no you turned no, no. on anonymous questions back on you, dumbass. I know, but. I, I started getting lonely. It's basically like putting up a sign that says, please attack me. Please. People have been so far kind of respectful. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I see quotations around that right now? <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, the Summer Wars promo, not to talk about my Tumblr, the Summer Wars promo uh, was written as will be revealed later on. So spoilers. Yes, we'll give you a little spoiler. Spoiler alert. Bleep it out, Jose. Oh, no. oh, we should, <laughs> we should bleep that out. <laughs> Do it. That'd be hilarious. And then people ask Christmas me, gifts. wait, 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 what is the bleep? <laughs> yeah. like it's in a little the Christmas gift from us to you. We're bringing the bleeps back as a special <laughs> holiday thing. Oh, God, no, I have enough work to do. Um, <laughs> no, just, just one little bleep. That's all it takes. One little bleep. Anyways, just, that's, how, that's how it starts, Jim. You just put one bleep and then you don't stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the Ichi Mega Mix, which I'm hoping I win. Um, One megamix, yes. <laughs> the Ichi Megamix is the album that uh, Jason and Brent Busby are putting together. Or as they're better known, or maybe lesser known, as Skull Island. They're coming back together and bringing out an IGPX mixtape, which is awesome. And I hope a lot of my favorite uh, tracks make it into it. I want the. I just want the original, uh, the IGPX Tsunami open, so... I hope that makes it in, and I hope um, Strings makes it in, which is the mm-hmm. ending theme. I also mm-hmm. really, really, really hope for uh, Easy Muffin. I want that one in there. Mm-hmm. And there's so another track that I'm thinking of, but I'm like, it's in the Turner Library, so I don't know if they'll release it. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a library track, so I don't I don't know if they'll ever release it. It's one of the ones um, they've used it before for like Blue Submarine Six and yeah and Blue Gender actually. And mm-hmm. all I can think of is titles that start with blue. Um, Balls. Blue sub six. Or... Yeah. yeah, they used they used it on that and, and blue gender. No, I, I, wasn't that the name of it? Or I yeah, don't know. Yeah, blue sub six. No, yeah. no, that's not the name of the song. Not the name of the track. That's what I meant. No, the name of the, the track, track. And I guess not. Okay. We have no idea what it's called. I've asked Jason 20 times. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, I can't give it to you. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he annoys him every week about that. Yeah, every week. <laughs> That's why he came on this show. <laughs> uh, it would be uh, the one I was thinking of was Depth Charge. So, yeah, that that Depth Charge is another. That's not the track I'm thinking of. That's a different one. Yeah, go, uh, the easiest way to find it is to go to asf.com and uh, search for Blue Gender. It's the first promo that track. Mm-hmm. It's the one um, after Yuji Kaido wakes up, the world has changed, and the monster comes out, and that mm-hmm. track plays. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, I hope that track is on the Ichi Mega Mix. That's my roundabout way of saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, since Jason's probably going to be listening to this, you might want to make a case real quick. Put that track in there. It's on the it's on the Blue Gender uh, promo. It used it for the April Fool's Day broadcast of uh, Blue Submarine Six. So, thumbs up to that track. I have a feeling we won't see it. Um, <laughs> probably not. Probably for not. That very reason. For that very reason, just like oh, I had it in there, not anymore. um but space dandy we should move on to that because that's also very important yes that happened this week as well yep 
Um, big, big, big thanks to goes to we'll reveal who actually told me at the end of the uh, at the end of the podcast. But big thanks to Funimation for letting me know. Uh, I got I got the tip ahead of time, so I had the article basically ready at three o'clock in the morning when they went live uh, and announced everything. So thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And just to go through the caster list real quickly, Dandy is played by Ian Sinclair. If you don't know who that is, he's Brooke on One Piece and Toriko of Toriko. So he's a really good voice actor. Guy's awesome. He he is. He was actually my second choice after um, Patrick Seitz. So I was like, yeah, I was like, you know what? Um, If you haven't listened to Ian Sinclair, he is capable of sounding like a combination of Tatum and Seitz. And I think that would be a really good, uh, you know, that's like a perfect voice for Dandy, you know? Anyways, let's go through the rest of this list really quickly. Um, QT is played by Allison Vicky Torin. Um, Victorin. Victorin. I apologize if I butcher any of these names, guys. Um, mm. Meow. Meow. Is, uh, I'm sorry, I butchered <laughs> Meow. <laughs> His name is fucking Meow, okay? Um, Did you have a hairball when you were saying Meow? Uh, Meow is played by Joel McDonald. Dr. Jell is played by uh, J. Michael Tatum. Bia <sighs> B is played by Michael Solasad. Hello, Perry I is, be Arthur. <laughs> Perry is played by Kent Williams. Honey is played by Alexis Tipton. Uh, Scarlet is played by Colleen Clickenbeard. Luffy. And uh, the narrator is R. Bruce Elliott. So that's our cast. It's a lot of Funimation regulars, and I'm really happy with the cast, actually. I'm like, well, I don't know what, who any of these characters are, because we won't know until it broadcasts on Toonami. This but, is an instance where you don't take any chances on new guys. You go with your A game. You go yeah. with your A team. I so. saw a lot of people complaining about Twitter, though, that Bloom is not in it. And I, I kind of knew Bloom was not going to take a main role. Oh, yeah. Like, no way. They're, he's in L.A. They're in Texas. If anything, mm-hmm. if, if Steve Bloom is going to be in the show which it's totally possible he still might be, it's going to be in the smallest of cameos because that dude just has no time. Exactly. Like, I, I and he might be too expensive. He might be too expensive for Funimation yeah. too. He might be too expensive. Uh, he probably just doesn't have the time. The dude is on uh, God knows how many shows, and they're probably recording this. I don't know, probably still recording this right now. Um, and just, Yeah. I don't see how Steve Bloom would have the time to fly over to Texas. It would have to be something that he could record in his own house very quickly. Right. And then move on with his life and never think of it. So hopefully <laughs> he'll still be in the show. I, I hope he is because he's, with the exception of Kids on the Slope, he's in every single uh, Shinichiro Watanabe dub. So I, I kind of hope he's in it. Plus, this one would probably be outside of his control, just like Kids on the Slope was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But... Here's hoping. Cross your fingers, folks. And uh, we, also, we also got the Japanese trailer. I right. think that's what you're about to say, right? Yes. We got we got the the Japanese trailer's already been out, but Funimation get went ahead and did us the favor of subtitling it for us. So thank you, Funimation. Yes, thank you for that. I I actually had it up on Toonami News. I think maybe the day before, because somebody had alerted me to it. But yeah, Funimation actually put the uh, the subtitle version. Titles in it. Yeah. So thank you to them for doing that. And uh, looks like a really good cast. We still don't know who the director is, but I'm going to bet good money and say it's Mike McFarland. Actually, it could be Joel McDonald, too, because he does a lot of rede- uh, directing as well. And um, he has the tendency to direct and act at the same time sometimes. So, 
It could, you know, the other person probably could be is Jerry Jewell. I don't know. Either way, like Funimation has a ton of talented directors. I, I whoever it mm-hmm. ends up with, it's in good hands. Right. Yeah. There's no such thing as a hit or miss here. So yeah, they know how big big of a deal this is. I'm sure they've brought like their A game to every single performance, direction, uh, mix, everything. Funimation knows how big this is. Mm-hmm. Right. People so, probably didn't get home or get the shower because of this dub. Yeah, there were probably people staying at Funimation overnight working on this poor dub. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and then Adult Swim calling at all hours. Is it? Is this episode done yet? <laughs> and, you know, Zach just answers the phone. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> um, the other thing we have to talk about is Tsunami.com. It got a redesign. Ooh. Ooh, let Yay. me talk about it. Let me talk about it. Okay. Shut up, Paul. Talk about it. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna be a little bitch and beg about it, sure. <laughs> we need to get his leash and get him some tampons. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Paul. Go ahead. Damn. Okay. So, those of you that don't know that tsunamifaithful.com has been redesigned, it has. Um, Wrong site. Site, dumbass. Tsunami. Did I say tsunami faithful or tsunami? Yeah, you, you said, said tsunami, tsunami faithful. faithful. <laughs> <laughs> that interview took. To, out to of be me. fair, to be fair, tsunami faithful has been redesigned as of a year ago. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so it's not wrong. It's just horrifically out of date. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, let me try this again. Toonami.com, which is actually redirects from, I think it's a video.adultswim.com slash Toonami or whatever it is. Um, they redid the site. Uh, basically, now we have an animated Tom and an animated Sarah at the top and the bottom of the of the uh, the website itself. Um there's not so much new stuff on it as to it's still it's got the Tumblr feed, which is nice. Yeah, it's got the Tumblr feed. It's still it's got uh, every time that they get a new video, they usually post it up there, and the schedule will be there as well. Um, the boards you can still access the tsunami boards from there. Um, what else is there besides the stuff that I'm obviously going to talk about? The wallpapers. Ah, uh, yes, wallpapers. Um, that they finally have the wallpapers done. There's three to select from, and I believe each wallpaper has three different sizes to them, correct? Yeah, and um, you know, if you have a monitor size bigger than 1920 by 1080, I envy you. <laughs> so, um, there's that as well, and also the the t-shirt contest. We didn't talk about that yet. Um, to do the t-shirt contest, it seems you have to go through tsunami.com as well. Um, we have that promo up on uh, tsunamifaithful.com. So, if you guys want to see. Um, how you can enter to get a t-shirt. Uh, the promo for that is on TsunamiFaithful.com right now. If you're on Tsunami.com, though, if you scroll down a little bit and need to get to our site for whatever reason, there's a way to do it without going yes. to the address bar. Uh, hmm. I saw this the other day and pretty much almost died on Twitter. <laughs> really, folks? He jizzed in his pants. Yeah, he was really I, excited. Jizz yeah, in that my pants. <laughs> that picture of when uh, Peter watches the, the ring video and he's like dead on the ground, that was pretty much me. Like, um, there's a new feed, there's a new little thing there where it says fan sites. Um, TunamiFan.com, which is old. Is really old. I think Sketch was actually on that site. Yep. Um, I don't know what that entails. I, I apologize. I don't want people to attack me, but I, you know, I'm not really familiar with this site. But I know that it's it was really big in the back in the day. So, you know, I would love to talk to the person that's in charge of that. Um, 
Toonami Digital Arsenal, obviously that's going to be there. Obviously that's going to be there. Yeah, they have to be there. I'm like, they've done more for Toonami in a, a decade, it seems like. Mm-hmm. They, could do, they do more than what we could do in the short alive. amount of time that we've been on. Uh, yeah, they, they, they kept, kept it alive. We didn't exist. They were, they were it. Yes. They were probably the most... I don't want to say the, the most legit Toonami site out there, because Toonami Fan, I guess, was just as legit, but it was more of a way for us to be, you know, if we miss something, hey, it's right there. You know, as far as the Toonami. Yeah, and it's just, it's been the perfect archive of Toonami stuff that apparently William Street didn't even give that good of an archive themselves. And and I do have to say, like, if I ever, I believe his name is Tyler, correct? Tyler Locke, yeah. Yes. If I ever meet him in person, we need to get him in like an official Facebook page, an official Twitter page for that site. Because I am so tired of seeing people take that name and just be like, oh yeah, we're Toonami Digital Arsenal, especially on fucking YouTube. Oh my god. I don't, I don't think that's theirs. I, I'm pretty sure it's not theirs. Toonami Digital Arsenal, keeping the memory of Toonami alive even when it was around. And still doing the best job on the internet. Yep. Yeah. Damn still right. Still better than YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where I go first. So let me get to the point of why I'm saying this. The last fan site on there is ToonamiFaithful.com. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so when they put the announcement out that Toonami.com was up, I went and I looked, and I see fan sites, and I'm like, I freaked out. Went on Twitter, freaked out. Then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me let me just make sure it links to our site because I because knowing knowing people out there, there's some other asshole that has tsunamifaithful.com or something. Mm-hmm. So like, I went on, I, I hit the link and I'm like, okay, now I can actually go on tsunami news and say this. So, um, and I know to some people this is kind of like a small thing, but to me, you know, to all of us. Well, to all of us on the staff, but especially me, because I was the one that came up with this idea. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of hard to not have emotion behind it because it, it's been a lot of hard work to get to this point. And even though, you know, some people think this is, you know, Paul, you're, you're kind of blowing this up as a small thing. It's not and to me. And I don't think it's to any staff member of ToonamiFaithful.com. It's, it's not a small thing. It's... It's gratifying. It's it's some validation, man. It's validation. Yeah. It's basically saying, you know what? You guys do a lot of work. You you help us keep Toonami on the air. We appreciate it. Here you go. You know? And I I'm mostly speechless. I, I, I you guys are probably say more than I can, but Without me starting to cry on this podcast, I think I need to stop because I, I don't want people to. to it's it's an emotional thing for me. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Crying on the podcast is my thing. I know. Mm. <laughs> no, oh, no, I, that is Jose's thing. But seriously, no, it's a huge honor. I I absolutely agree. Like I yeah. I feel what you feel, dude. It's it's cool mm-hmm. that all of our hard work really does pay off in this small gesture. It's like, oh, thanks, man. Like we really appreciate it. Um, it's. You know, and we, we, we know that the Toonami guys, they work their asses off doing stuff. And I don't want to say we work just as hard because we don't. We don't. But um, we do work hard on this site and, and making it uh, as awesome as possible. And to I, I get recognition say, for it is pretty cool. I would mm-hmm. say that Jose works very hard on some of the stuff that we that we make him do. So I, 
Yeah, Jose's uh, basically a, a modern day slave. I mean, I don't think I would use that terminology. <laughs> Indentured hey. servant, then. Okay. Better. Yeah. <laughs> not not quite where I want it to be, but that's, well, that's not the point here. Can we call him a technical <laughs> yes. whore, then? No, that's the worst. <laughs> You're going backwards. <laughs> We're good now. Let's stop trying to come up with the title for me. Okay. Well, since we got you two on here, what do you, what do you guys think, Darrell, Jim? <laughs> uh, do you want to go first, Darrell? Yeah, because I know, Jim, you just don't have a lot to say. <laughs> anyway. Actually, I don't have a lot. I'm pretty much I, I'm kind of stunned. Well, you know, basically, considering how close we have worked with those guys at times and, you know, meeting them at MomoCon and just basically doing things for them, you know, to me, it was like a lot of validation and saying we appreciate your hard work. And I was just like, well, damn, I wasn't expecting this, but, you know, it feels good. And, you know, it's I'm just be honest and a little bit cocky with hell. It's something to brag about because you don't see this every day. No, (laughs) but now you will. (laughs) (laughs) i may have to i may have to brag every once in a while i may have to but i'm not going to blow it out of proportion i'm gonna go to tsunami.com every day and just look at it (laughs) (laughs) dude i have already showed people like you see this no the thing the thing i always show people is this chinito watanabe interview that's the thing i'm still the most proud of Mm -hmm. um but I will show them. I will show them the link to this, and then link back to the Shinichiro Watanabe video. Be like, see. I would say that the seriously, the thing I will always be proud of is my fucking drinking ability in front of Jason. That was fun, <laughs> but that was that's we're getting way off topic now. Yeah. But okay. Next, <laughs> break it back in, reeling next, in. Next, Jim. Next, Jim. Yeah. Um, for this, this is a tremendous honor. It's uh, it's a privilege to be able to talk with the Toonami guys like this and to have uh, the relationship that we do with them. And um, pretty much, this is like uh, Paul and Darrell said. This is validation. You know, I mean, we've been at this for a year and a half now, and uh, um, I'm coming up on my first full wait, year wait. with the podcast. <laughs> wait a minute, you said a year and a half, right? We got validation in a year and a half. That's another thing to brag about. Yeah, <laughs> another big thing to brag about. I mean, it's kind of funny because, and sorry to interrupt you, Jim, but no, it's okay. on, that, on that thought, like we had a lot of shit happen last year, like a lot of shit. Like we joined, we we affiliated ourselves with Adult Swim Central. We, oh god, we we joined with another podcast. I mean, there there was so much stuff that we did. Whatever happened was, to those guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you, love you, John. Um, <laughs> I was talking about Zach. Oh, well, love them too, but anyways. Um, <laughs> Steve Yerko. <laughs> you know how much I hate you, dude. But, like, I mean, like, nothing as big like that happened this year. And just to, like, end this year, having us on Toonami.com as a fan site, to be validated like that, that's... I'm, I'm trying not to get emotional, but it's... Mm. that's. That's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, like I said, it's an honor. It's a privilege, and uh, you know, it shows that uh, hard work really does pay off with this sort of stuff. So, um, and I, yeah, and I'm just glad that something that th- I, I'm going to say it, this is probably the mm-hmm. biggest accomplishment I've done in my lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> and I, nice. I'm really trying to hold back tears, but it's it's the biggest thing that's ever happened in my lifetime for me, and. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I can't 
I, I need to stop. I really need to stop. <laughs> okay, so yeah, if we're it's, done uh, patting ourselves on the back. Um, <laughs> well, actually, Paul is I... his gherkin. Shut the fuck <laughs> I didn't want to go that far. I was going to say, well, this circle jerk is over, but. <laughs> 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 but um, thank you guys at Toonami, and thanks for putting up with our sense of humor. No, no, no. You know what? Thank you. Thank you, Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we kind of miss Adult Swim in this whole equation. I, I really have to thank Adult Swim because I, I know they listen. I know they track our every move. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they. And have. we're happy that they laugh. Uh, yes, I'm yeah, happy exactly. that they laugh. Something at us. our fans could learn a little bit about. <laughs> I was saying to Darrell the other day. I was like, I really hope, like, because I tweeted them too on Toonami News and said, you know, I, I thanks to Adult Swim. I really hope that you guys like us. I hope. <laughs> you know, I really hope, like, one day they just go on TV and just say. Yes, now stop tweeting us. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Why didn't you tell Jason that? He was just here. Damn it. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure he'll be listening to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, He's gonna be like, when do they get to my part? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jason, we should probably I'm sorry that they keep playing hide the I just need to say one more thing. We I gotta, need to say one more thing before we, gotta we get move to... on, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just need to say one last thing because I uh. I know, I know. It's the longest Academy Award acceptance speech ever. ever. (laughs) See, if this was last year's Academy Awards, they would have had the Jaws theme going. (laughs) We would have had to watch out for Kanye coming in, busting up the speech, though. All right. Paul, go ahead. I want to thank Jesus Christ. Um, Paul, go ahead. For for real. We got to go. I just want to thank everybody that's involved in in TsunamiFaithful.com because because of everybody's hard work. And I I think that I gloss over that sometimes. And I, I really need to make it clear on the Tsunami Faithful podcast that, you know, everybody that's involved from Jim, Darrell, Jose, Matt, Sketch, uh, Will, Daniel, Dragon Peace. Whatever the hell his real name is. <laughs> I think I've covered everybody that's really involved in this site. You know, it, thank you for doing what you do. We're just going to Colt. And Colt, obviously doing the Data Monkey, doing all of his stuff as well. <laughs> Don't worry. Virus, Giving resources for everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, and, and anime savior for putting the trending up. You know, I thank you all of you guys. I mean, it. This is. It's because of you guys that this site is as big as it is. Teamwork makes the dream work. There, I said it. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> all right. And now, without further ado, what you've all been waiting for, our in-depth discussion about Akira. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what did you think about the movie? I've seen no, I'm it kidding. We're gonna time. go. We're gonna go to the Jason Mark interview. We'll be right back. All right, and here's the moment you've all been waiting for: the co-creator of Toonami, the blaster half of Master Blaster, and the Lich King himself, Jason Marco. Say hi to the people, Jason. Hi, people. <laughs> Welcome back. I think he I think he holds the record for the most interviews that we've done. Yeah, he actually does. It's been about four times actually. <laughs> well that's okay. I just I like uh I'm gonna try, I think next time I'm gonna try to get Gil on here if I can c- convince him to do it, but um I don't mind any time talking about Tsunami. Really? That would be awesome. So tune in next week when Jason and Gil are back <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I should paraphrase. Every now and again. <laughs> there you go. Revise. Well, thanks for letting us bother you this you week. You don't bother me at all. Yeah. 
And uh, if you wouldn't mind giving people an idea of who you are and what you've done uh, and what your job is over at Adult Swim for the people who don't know. You're new to the sure. Um, well, for people listening to this broadcast, I am <clears throat> the co-creator of Toonami, which is an action cartoon block that runs on Adult Swim every Saturday from midnight to 6 a.m. And I am also the vice president of Adult Swim On Air, which means basically if something is on television, on the channel Adult Swim, and it's not a show, that I was in some way involved or responsible. I have a team of about... Uh, 11 people, and all of those wonderful people are responsible for not only making Tsunami, but every single promo commercial you see on Adult Swim. <clears throat> so that's what I do. I've been at uh, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, TNT. I've been in the Turner family for 17 years now. Well, hopefully I'll be able to join you again one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Techwood campus specifically, I saw it this time around. It's very, very, very pretty pretty man i very surprised at how the tech would one yeah that's not where i work but that is beautiful campus well i mean <laughs> i mean obviously the the i love william street as well it's very cool but the tech would was very nice yeah it's very it's very professional very cool i like it i like it too and with that uh i guess would if you wouldn't mind giving us a little bit of a of a state of tsunami of where we are where we might be going uh just overall, what's going on at Tsunami? Is everything cool, all systems green, all that kind of thing? Uh, we're doing great. We are kicking ass. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Lazo, Mike Lazo, who runs Adult Swim, and the powers of D are very happy with the ratings and the sustained growth that we've had and the continued very, very steady numbers. You know, I mean, there's some dips now and again, but we never worry too much about that. Uh, we look at ratings only really over the long haul. Um, and over the long haul, we're doing terrific. Uh, and everybody's very happy, which is why we've been given the opportunity to have some, you know, more shows and do a little more with Tom. And we've been, you know, we had our Xbox promotion, which means they're out there selling Toonami. So, you know, all systems green right now. Absolutely no end in sight. It's awesome. All right, very cool. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is Space Dandy. And now, Space Dandy is a show that we've known about since before it was even public knowledge. Yeah, we've been covering it since since before that. We actually got to interview the director of the show, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, and we got wow. to talk to all the producers at Bondi and Bones. Yeah, yeah they and, kept... and it's, it's kind of funny because you had that, that interview with um, the creator. The director, director Shinichiro Watanabe. Right. The director, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um. Yeah. Now we wanted we we kind of want to know how long that deal uh, took place. To how, how did that all come together? How did you guys make that happen? Yeah. Uh, you know, we want to know it all about Space Dandy. Um, you know, first I should say that I'm I'll talk about Space Dandy as much as I can, but because there are multiple partners, I'm not going to be allowed to give out as much information as I would because there's probably some stuff they would like to talk about first. Um, so just to lay that out in front in case there's anything I can't talk about. It's not just me being a pain in the ass. It's actually, you know, for the benefit of everybody involved because there's a whole, whole group of people that make this show, as you guys know. Um, so how it came about was basically they came to us. Um, you know, uh, basically we had meetings with pretty much everyone involved 
uh, when Space Dandy was in the concept stage, and they came to us and said, you know, here's what we want to do. And they had a sort of series Bible. And, um, of course, you know, Kenny Adomi, who's a good friend of mine, is the person who kind of brought it to us because I think he thought of us as a good partner, especially stateside. Um, and when Ken needs something or wants to have us meet with him, we pretty much always do that, regardless of what it is. So, obviously, just hearing the title Space Dandy, that doesn't really tell you a lot, but we knew who was involved and we knew it was Ken, so we just said, sure. So they showed us what they had, and we were, you know, definitely our curiosity was peaked, and we basically said we would want to see, you know, when they have some scripts and some stories and sort of a little more, but that just knowing who was involved, we were likely to want you know, to at least see it. Um, <clears throat> and then when they came back around, it was sort of just, you know, one of those things that just miraculously worked out. You know, we, um, you know, they were, what they wanted from us was very reasonable. And, you know, what we wanted from them was very reasonable. And uh, honestly, the simulcast thing wasn't even something we demanded we just assumed it wasn't even possible until they told us this is something we might be able to do and we said well sure (laughs) (laughs) that sounds terrific um and i think they wisely you know i i think that the entire team um from watanabe on down you know um they've seen that you know certainly in the u.s uh his shows and you know bones's shows have really had a long life, you know, in some respects longer than they have in, in Japan, uh, especially Bebop. And I think it was that because we had shown Bebop basically nonstop for 11 years that they thought, well, these guys, you know, they obviously are in our corner and, you know, they wanted to bring it to us first. So that was very, very gracious of them. And actually I'm really happy that, uh, Despite people, some people complaining, we uh, we never stopped showing Bebop because it led to this. You know, the funny thing is, though, I when we were in the room with uh, the producers at Bondi and Bones, they kept dropping your name and uh, Mike Lazo's name, and I was just like, maybe I should have seen this coming that you guys were going to world premiere the show because they kept dropping your <laughs> yeah. name over and over again. That's because we're but I mean, you know, that's because we're buddies. I mean, the the little backstory, you know, Ken and I in particular, you know, he's with Bandai. Uh, and was with Bandai America pretty much during the the heyday of, you know, bringing Gundam to the U.S. uh, and, you know, just sort of Toonami's, I guess, golden years, silver age, golden age, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, he, so we have worked together through, you know, he was involved in IGPX, he was involved in, you know, in some way in many of the deals that you have seen that resulted in shows that you've seen on Adult Swim. Um, so Ken's just somebody that, uh, you know, you, you work in a particular business long enough, you, you learn there are people you can trust and people you can't. And Ken is just one of those people who's just, you know, when Ken calls me, I listen and vice versa. Well, uh, what was the, um, was the intention always to, uh, world premiere space dandy on Toonami or is it something that just kind of looked kind of worked out that way? No, it just worked out that way. I mean, you know, uh, I think people assume, well, I know people assume that there is way more. It's funny, uh, you know, people assume there's way more forethought going into certain decisions than there are. And we think when, you know, when it comes to Toonami and show, shows in particular, 
And then um, conversely, sometimes they assume that we have not thought about something at all when we really have. But, you know, there's just no way to know when you're not on the inside exactly the reasons for everything happening. But, no, the world premiere thing was simply good luck. Now, the the other company we have to talk about uh, who we haven't brought up yet is Funimation. And uh, we were wondering how involved were they in the process mm-hmm. of, of getting this onto TV? They... They basically, I mean, they were definitely involved. You know, by the time it was brought to us, they were already a partner. Um, And, you know, we have a great relationship with them. So for us, that was even better. And in many many respects, that's why we're able to get the the world premiere, because we already have a great working relationship with them. And over the last year, they've really worked with us to, you know, help us work out various things, whether that would be, you know, making a, a reasonable agreements that we can afford to show things we want to show or just helping us out when it came time to getting certain rights for certain things. I mean, they've just been terrific partners. Um, and so, yeah, once, you know, them being a part of it just made it even more of a sort of no-brainer. So are, are you guys involved in, at all with the, the, the dub that Funimation's working on currently? Is there... Uh, do you guys have any input at all? No, we have not. It's not sort of, we are not, we are premiering the show, but we are not producing the show in any way. We're, you know, we look at everything, but we're, we aren't, um, we aren't in the place like with Big O, for example, Big O season two, where we actively produce that show, which is to say we make comments on every script. We directed the story, you know, we made comments on cuts and this is more, we are, just premiering, you know, I mean, we're seeing everything and we're very happy with what we're seeing, but A, I don't really presume to tell this team what to do. Their track record's pretty solid. And B, um, you know, we are a, you know, premier production partner, but we are definitely not in the position to call people and say, we don't like this line. You know, that's just, that's not the type of deal this is. So, um, just out of curiosity, how much how much of the dub have you guys seen? We have seen what there is, uh, and I can't tell you any more than that. We have we've seen you know we are definitely seeing everything as it comes in, and like I said, we're very happy with what we've seen, and we've got you know we're gathering materials for our campaign right now, and you've already seen some of that, yeah. All right, cool. One of the bigger announcements is that you guys got switching gears a little bit here. Cool. To uh, Naruto Shippuden. Yep. Now, the show doesn't actually start in HD, uh, so we have, like, it doesn't go HD until episode 54. Yeah. So, will you guys be getting HD tapes then? Yes, we will. Um, you know, until, unfortunately, until a year from now. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> it'll be a year from now, but, yeah, we will, you know, as, you know, one of the first things we did when we took over, when Junami came back, was to try to get Bleach you know, HD and just, I mean, whatever we could, you know, there are some shows we can and some shows we can't get, you know, um, that was definitely a large part of our decision-making when it came time to decide where to start One Piece. Um, We just think, you know, it's the year 2013. Things should look as good as they can possibly look. I think there's a reasonable expectation when someone tunes into an HD channel that they're going to see a beautiful-looking thing. Um, So, yeah, uh, as soon as Ship it in is available in HD. We plan to air it as such. Until then, it'll just be the usual up res. Now, I know you guys, uh, I know you answered this already on your Twitter, but I guess for the people out there who don't know, 
what? Why is Naruto starting at 3 a.m. and why is it starting over from episode one? Mm. Uh, well, without getting into too much detail about the the deal, I mean, basically, you know, it Shippuden became available, and it was sort of a, you know, it was kind of one or the other. Either renew Naruto the original for another year's worth of episodes, or you know, however many we decided upon. But the cost was you know, significant, um, or start shipping in and, you know, that Naruto rerun was sort of thrown in as a, as an extra. And we just, I mean, if someone, if you can rerun one of the most popular shows we've ever had, um, especially at three in the morning when, you know, arguably nothing we would put at three in the morning is going to draw as many people as Naruto would, um, then, and it's cheap then, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer. And we kind of felt like everybody, <clears throat> you know, I was actually surprised so many people seem to be upset about it because it's been on like, for years and years. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, I couldn't understand being upset about a rerun at 3 in the morning, although, you know, obviously no one ever likes reruns, even if they do well, even if they pull a rating. There's a whole group of people who are annoyed that it's a rerun and that's perfectly understandable. Um, but you know, the idea that we wouldn't take the opportunity is, is just crazy. Um, you know, shipping was what we originally wanted anyway. So once Disney didn't have it anymore and we could get it, it was sort of, you know, there's almost no way we would have kept the original Nardo. Um, if shipping was available, because let's face it, we want to play the newer thing, you know, Right. Um, but this way it worked out and we get both. And as far as we were concerned, it was a win. <clears throat> well, I'm sure people appreciate Shippuden being on the air now on the, on a network that is probably not going to cut it as much Yeah, and, you know, treat it better. No, we plan on, you know, not cutting it at all or cutting it as little as humanly possible, you know, just like always, just like, um, you know, Akira would be another good example. I mean, we want to have as little edits as humanly possible. That's one of the advantages of being on Adult Swim. So, um, but yeah. Uh, but now, uh, at, at 3 a.m. this time, do you plan on showing all of Naruto's 220 episodes or so? No, it's just the 52 for now. I mean, obviously things can change. Uh, obviously, I don't want to say, you know, exactly, because I we don't know 100%, but the plan right now at this moment is to rerun those 52. And now after that, we'll see what happens. If, you know, who knows, if it's pulling astonishingly good numbers at 3 in the morning, and maybe an argument can be made to get more money and go back and try to get the rest. Um, but it would have to be something like that. And, you know, I think getting money for... Uh, a premiere or, you know, not a premiere because a lot of those episodes of Naruto would have already aired on Cartoon Network, but paying a decent amount of money for a show that's going to run at three in the morning is highly unlikely, no matter how good Toonami's doing. That's just not good business sense. Right. Now, uh, switching gears to the movies, um, when you guys originally announced the the plan for the month of movies, uh, you originally, well, originally you only said there was going to be three movies. Yeah. Uh, so was the fourth one not planned? Uh, well, Akira was definitely one that we weren't sure we could get. Um, but no, the real reason was just that, you know, uh, Kim Manning, our head of programming was like, how about 
how about a couple of weeks of movies, you know, breaking up over the holidays or running out of Nardo, you know, it'll be a good sort of natural place to put movies because obviously um, viewership levels usually drop lower over holidays anyway. That's sort of a TV truism just because people are with their families and traveling and there's not in their routine and, you know, TV is definitely a habit, habit based medium. Um, and then we just, after we announced, just you know, it just seemed like you know what, it's a better idea to just have a nice clean month, you know. And then we found out we could get Akira, and then just like, well, there you go, there's the perfect movie to kick it off and really make a splash. <clears throat> and there was a number of other things, you know. We weren't sure we could get the hyperspace stuff together. There was a whole bunch. I mean, we've been, I'm not gonna lie, guys, we've been scrambling to make this happen. <laughs> it's been a busy, been a busy, busy couple months. Um, but, you know, we're trying to communicate with our fans in a more immediate way and avoid leaks by being the first people to tell fans about things instead of reacting to someone leaking or creating a rumor. We would, you know, we're trying to get out there earlier so that we can beat it. And, you know, at least if the information is going to come out, it comes out in the way we want. You know, you know one downside of that is sometimes we're going to, announce something and it's, we're going to have to go back and make a tweak. Um, and that's kind of what happened with the movies. We were like, yeah, movies. Oh wait. And one more. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Now you get four um, instead of three. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure they all minded it was Akira. <laughs> yeah. Akira seems, to be, Akira seems to be the first thing in a long time that I got no complaints about. I did get some on my ask.fm, but those were all anonymous people. And, uh, so I, I, but on my Twitter and on the Tumblr, I didn't get uh, any complaints about Akira, which is, you know, geez, for Toonami, that's virtually unheard of. Well, now they're going to do it after they hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. Now, speaking of Akira, how difficult was it to get it on the air um, from from just a content standpoint with you know, the graphic violence and cause you guys got away with a lot. Um, well, I can't get into too many specifics about what exactly we went back and forth about, but they definitely, you know, we definitely needed to go to the executive level to get approvals to show as much as we did. Um, but weirdly everyone involved seemed to understand the importance in trying to preserve it as much as possible. So, it's uh it was definitely there was definitely a, a good deal of back and forth but it wasn't sort of any kind of you know knockdown drag out type thing it was all it was all uh you know i was just shocked that we got away with what we got away with and very happy you know so um yeah just like three edits i think yeah i mean basically what we didn't show were the types of things you would almost never see on a cable network you know very rarely um, you know, cartoon adult swim doesn't do F words and, uh, you know, they don't do usually don't do nipples, <laughs> not female nipples. <laughs> um, and then pretty much other than that, it wasn't, there was nothing. It was just basically painting out the F word and bleeping out the one use of it. And then the nipples, that's it. Those were the only edits made. Uh, keeping going on this, uh, you already said on your Twitter account that you that that you guys edited this. Uh, Funimation didn't edit this. Uh, did you guys think it was just like was it that special to you that you that you brought it in house and did it yourselves? 
I would love to. I would love to make. I would love to say yes to that, but no. It was more of a factor of we got the movie pretty late. It was in our hands pretty late, and once the edits came through, it was just sort of not fair to Funimation to ask them to make them that quickly. Basically, we have a production facility, and you know we have people working 24/7, so it was just made more sense for us to just go ahead and do it. Um, because Funimation never expected to show Akira on television, so they never, they didn't, it's not like they had an edited version lying around, so it was just sort of easier for us to do it. And, you know, we obviously, we have the dubious honor of having plenty of experience editing anime, so um, we knew we could just knock it out. Um, but yeah, you go ahead and tell, you go ahead and tell everybody that it was because we <laughs> loved Akira that much. Well, I probably should have just. I probably should have just said yes. Yeah. Oh well, it's a little late now. Um, oh well. I, I was going to say if I could ask a question, quick question about the movies in general. Sure. Um, yeah. What What went into the decision with besides uh, Akira? Which What What went into the decision process of uh, getting the other movies that are coming on uh, the next couple of weeks? I mean, kind of the same thing as all, as always, which is we looked at what was available. <clears throat> we made a list of sort of our short list of what we thought would be cool. And then, you know, balanced that against what we thought fit Toonami, what was newer, what was, you know, something like Trigun, which we just wanted to have back on, you know, we wanted to have on Toonami. Um, and just went from there. Uh, really, you know, Akira and, and Summer Wars were the two that we just really were hoping would work out. Um, and then Shambhala, you know, I like Shambhala a lot and own it on Blu-ray. So I just thought, well, that's cool. Let's put that on, you know, and, um, and Trigun, same thing. It was just sort of, we wanted to have Trigun, you know, we wanted thematically appropriate movies for Toonami, but we also liked the idea that, we'll be showing summer wars to a lot of people that haven't seen it. Um, and that we would start the whole month off with an absolute classic. So it's, I think right. it's sort of a nice balance. And, uh, and I have to say, I really like the, uh, the sort the, uh, the promo that you did for uh, summer wars. There. Oh, good. good. Thank you. That was a gill. That was a gill job, but I'll pass the word on. <laughs> well, thank you. Please do pass the word on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I guess, editing, uh, just to fulfill my morbid curiosity, when we were when we saw you guys in March, you guys were using Final Cut, and now you guys switched to Premiere. When did that transition happen? Uh, I think two months ago. And just sort of, you know, once Mac announced they weren't going to support Final Cut, uh, pretty much the whole industry is now moving to other platforms because obviously you can't work for very long in an unsupported format. Well, uh, I'm learning that very much the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they will... You know, maybe they'll revise their decision making, and I, I hope they do because Final Cut became somewhat of an industry standard. But there's always other options. All right, and now that that's answered, let's not bring that up again because we'll be here forever. <laughs> <laughs> we could, we'll, we'll probably yeah. be here for hours. So no. yeah, we we totally would. <laughs> now uh, I want to talk about Sword Art because it seems it seems to me that show has really done really well for you guys, um, and has turned the two a.m. hour into a really, really viable slot. Uh, do you do you think you guys might start premiering stuff a little more at 2 a.m.? Um, I mean, you know, the later you get, it's always harder to justify premiering something you paid money for. But I think 
I mean, Sword Art is doing pretty much what we hoped it would do. We did not have the expectation it was going to become some mega hit show. We just hoped it would hold a number, um, and it does regularly. So we're we're very happy with it, and we were excited because it was just so, you know it was obviously the newest show we had in our block, uh, and we want to still be able to. You know, one of the criticisms we get <clears throat> or used to get more often than we get now, but was that we're just showing old stuff, which is, you know, justified because we were. Um, so anytime we can make room for a show that has never premiered on Adult Swim or television or American TV or whatever before, then we're happy about it. So Sword Art was definitely, a, we considered it a, a great get, but we did not, you know, we didn't think it was going to become... Uh, bleach. <laughs> but we're, we're we're very happy with how it's doing, for sure. Um, actually, if if we could stay on that for just a second, I was gonna ask um, if new episodes are made other than what's already out there right now, um, yeah. and it's obviously going to be premiering on Toonami in the next you know next year. Um, would you guys consider playing it if more episodes were made? Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, again, that's all down to whatever deal can be made, you know, and how much it costs and how much we have and every other factor. But we like the show. And if more are made, we definitely would want to look at that for sure. I think what Paul is referencing is a Sword Art Online movie or short was just announced. Uh, I guess he's asking if you guys would consider airing that. Maybe. Yeah. It just seems like there's some kind of movement with Sword Art all of a sudden. So I was just I was just wondering about that. That's all. People are, you know, I mean, there's definitely people seem to have definite opinions about it. <laughs> <laughs> true. One way yep. or the other. Yep. Um, uh, but, it, you know, the, yeah, the good news is people are watching and that's what we need them to do. And so it's engaging people on the most important level. Now, switching gears one more time, I want to talk about um, the Daylight Savings Hours. Uh, last year, you showed Inuyasha. No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Inuyasha. and then this year you guys <laughs> showed um, yep. showed uh, much more interesting choices. Uh, wh- I was wondering what were the decisions behind that. Uh, we, you know, we basically like to use that daylight savings hour to do something fun and surprising, and um, we don't worry too much about ratings because it's not even tracked that hour really. So it doesn't really even matter what you show. We could show a test pattern for an hour. Um, so. Knowing that, there's no better uh, there's no better place in our schedule for the entire year to try something unusual. So we just thought, you know, let's mix it up. Let's do something cool. You know, it's an hour in the middle of the night. It's after most of the big shows, and uh, we just thought it would be fun. And honestly, we'll do the same thing next time. I don't know what we'll do. I have no idea, but I know we're going to try to do something different. You know, who knows what we'll do because it's always a different situation every year, but we um, we were happy with everything we put on. I love that we brought back Korgoth, and I thought for sure, you know, I actually thought that was going to be better received. A lot of people didn't like it, but <clears throat> for me, it's Gendy, therefore it's great and also fits perfectly in Tsunami. So, I, I mean, Korgoth, for me personally, was one of those shows I thought should have, I wish it had been made into a series. Um, so I was really happy we got to show that. And obviously, you know that we love Kick Heart. And uh, then we just needed another 11-minute show, and it was kind of between Super Jail and 
King Star King because we wanted to show something that kind of thematically fit, felt like it could fit with Korgos and um, Kickheart. <clears throat> and for us, we thought, well, why not put King Star King on? Because that's sort of a that's a way newer show, less people have seen. Now, turns out that wasn't a popular decision, <laughs> but that's okay. Life goes on, you know. I mean, to me. I, I think I watch television differently than a lot of people do. And for me, it was like, you know, if you don't like it, it's only 11 minutes. So it's not even, it's like between one commercial break and another, like it's like, bam, it's over. So I thought, you know, even if people don't like it, they'll just be like, Oh, that was interesting. Or, you know, oh, that sucked, but move on to the next thing. But I was, we were all shocked that people took it so personally, like we were personally coming over to their house and punching them in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and that people, I don't, you know, everyone has different tastes. I like King Star King. I think it's funny. I understand what they're trying to do. And I think the art is amazing. And that has a lot of weight for me, but there's plenty of people that don't watch TV for the art. They watch it for the story. I mean, King Star King's story is pretty bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, I thought, and we all thought like, this is fun. And that's pretty much where it ended. We just wanted to do something different and not be the same old, do what every other channel on the dial does, which is just show the previous hour again. And that's what 99% of every channel on television does. Um, so we just wanted to not do that. And if everyone wasn't happy with the, you know, when you do something different, you're going to get a lot of people that are mad about it, but that's something you risk. Uh, it was more important to us to just not do the same old thing. Well, it had animated TNA, so in my mind, it fit totally fine with the rest of Toonami. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, you know, I guess I the, the conversation about what is and what isn't a Toonami show is something people seem to always want to get into with me. And it's not that I don't believe, you know, Toonami is owned by you, the fans, as much as it is by me or anyone on the team. So I definitely don't think, like, we're the only people who should make that decision. I do, however, think that after working on it for 13 years, uh, our thoughts about it should definitely <laughs> weigh in heavily. Like, <laughs> so, you know, um, whether or not you like the shows, the argument that they don't fit Toonami is sort of one that I don't really like to engage too much because I think I have a pretty good feel for what fits Toonami. Uh, and in the Daylight Savings Hour, the whole point was to do something somewhat different, including for Toonami. Um, you know, we didn't show like Rocky and Bullwinkle or something, you know, to me, that would make no sense, but these yeah, are all you. violent, you know, amazingly animated shows. And one of them was from a show creator who has had a show in two shows in Tiami. You know, one of them is from a studio we co-produced our original series with and is an anime. And then one of them is a very violent action show. So to me, all three of those had very good reasons that they would fit. But I totally understand the point of view of those shows suck. I don't want to see that in Toonami, too. You know, I mean, millions of people are watching. There's going to be a lot of different opinions. If I may make a suggestion, I'm sure I'm sure you've heard this from some of the fans on Twitter, but uh, off, Toonami off the air edition. No, yeah, I mean, I heard the people have definitely suggested off the air. I just. I love Off the Air. I'm def I've been involved in Off the Air. I work with those guys. A very good friend of mine, Dave Hughes, who makes the show, is a very good friend of mine. But 
I shudder to think at the reaction if we put off the arrow. <laughs> let alone that just gives me more reason to do it. Let's do it. Let people see an off the air episode. Well, you know, contrary to popular opinion, we don't actually do things to troll people. We sometimes wink, you know, like we definitely reference things, but we would never do something just to piss people off because that's just not smart television. Okay. As much as I would like to. You want to play the live action DBZ movie? Come on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know you can, but that would be hilarious. Yeah, see, the things like that, things like that are not something we would, we would ever do. You know, that's just, and and <clears throat> and even though, like I said, people ascribe, they think we're doing things for very specific reasons, but a lot of the times we're just trying to have fun and see what what might be fun to do, what might be different. I have a suggestion, SWAT cats. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's on Boomerang. You could grab it. It's true. It is. You're right. And it would fit Toonami, actually. Uh, arguably, yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to go with the uh, Toonami off-the-air thing. I think we should do that instead. <laughs> <laughs> turning it back to off-the-air. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's turning it back off-the-air. But we should we, <laughs> we should probably turn this back on topic before we start turning this into, hey, Jason, do this. Hey, Jason, do that. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you guys just announced the Ichi mixtape. Uh, mixtape. For IGPX, is that something you guys have always wanted to do, or is that something fans suggested? No, that definitely came from the fans. I mean, there is only so much music we have, so the expectation that we're going to do a mixtape every year is definitely one that I don't think, I don't know if we can meet. Um, So I knew going into this year that we would not have enough new music lying around to be able to make a mixtape that I thought would thematically fit with Black Hole Megamix and Supernova Megamix. Um, so I wasn't really planning on doing a mixtape. Um, but then when we aired IGPX, you know, um, people love the show, people hate the show, people are indifferent to the show, but no matter what, every person who watches it seems to, the one thing people seem to agree on with that show is that the music is awesome. So while it was on the air, I mean, it's still on the air, but in its initial run, I got constantly, um, you know, on our Tumblr, on my Twitter, all over the place, we got constant requests. You know, is there a soundtrack? Where can I get this music? Um, so then it just sort of popped up into my mind, you know, well, you know, and we had originally back in the day tried to do a soundtrack for the show, but it wasn't feasible for a number of reasons. So we thought, well, hell, let's just, you know, let's see if we can gather all the music from the show and then pick the best, what we think are the best or most used or most identified with the show tracks and put together a mega mix and have that be our Christmas thing. Um, so yeah, it took me, you know, a lot of music. I like, I, I don't have all of it in my iTunes. Like we don't, you know, we don't use Ninja tune anymore. Um, at least for now. Um, so I had to go find it all. <laughs> Luckily everyone has obsessively cataloged every piece of music that aired in the show. So, it was pretty easy for me to just, you know, go buy it all really. And just, Oh yeah, this track. Oh yeah. This is river's theme. You know, in my head, they're in my head. They're, they're not even the names of the tracks that they originally were from the artist. To me, they've become who I associate them with. Like there's a DJ Vadim track. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's Cunningham's theme. And then there's a, there's a river theme and there's a, you know, there's a victory theme and there's a, 
sort of sad, heartfelt moments theme. So, you know, that's what we're doing. We're putting those together with some outtakes and sound bites and <clears throat> some other stuff. And that'll be the, um, the E.T. Mega, Mega Mix, which we'll put up on our Tumblr on Christmas Day. Moving on, uh, we got to talk about the Toonami comic you guys talked about in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, any mm-hmm. updates on that? You know, anything going on? <clears throat> None I can give you. We are, it's, you know, the story is what's taking forever because we're trying to, well, first the money, getting the money together is what took forever. But then now that that happened and we have, uh, we have the, you know, we have an artist, we have a writer and I'm not going to tell you who they are yet, um, but we have an artist and a writer and that's the most important thing. And, uh, and sort of a producer for the comic who's a veteran of the industry and has done tons and tons of stuff. Um, now that, the part that's been holding us up is basically getting the story right because we just don't want to do it if it's not right. So, and since, you know, it's not like, it's not like it's for sale and it's not like, uh, it's going to hit, you know, store shelves and we have a deadline. It's sort of just, you know, do it until it's right or you run out of money. So we are proceeding along that path, which is pretty much the tsunami way. Um, I wish it was going to be ready sooner, but it's not going to be ready for a while. But I promise when it ever is ready, it will be something we're proud of and hopefully that you guys will like. Um, But it's still the plan is still in this coming calendar year of 2014 to put out that comic digitally, whether one one page a week or all at once or in multiple parts. We don't know yet. We're still figuring out whether it's a motion comic. You know, there's all kinds of options on the table still. Um, but yeah, it is, I, I, re, I realize that it's taken forever. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is it's just one of those things. It's, it always gets backburnered because obviously when you have a TV block of programming that's on the air every single week, you need to feed that every single week. Then, you know, you can't turn, you can't ever, the tsunami train rolls on. So the comic is literally what we do in the extra time of our extra time. <laughs> extra time. Um, so extra. it's just the slowest going. Yeah. Do you guys get paid for this yet? <laughs> no. No, we get paid for working on Adult Swim on our promos and sales promotions, and we're happy with what we get paid, but we do not get paid for Toonami. Um, so this is, this is a question actually from Paul. So, Paul, do you want to start taking it from here? or? Yeah, I can take it from here. All right, cool. Um, my My first question... Um, is uh, why did you guys decide to move Star Wars to 5 a.m. instead of putting it like maybe at 3:30 or mm. somewhere along? Um, we just thought it made more sense. Uh, really, you know, the programming department thought it made more sense closer to Cartoon Network coming on the air, and I can't disagree. Um, and we're just trying it. You know, anytime we move something, we're just trying it. If it doesn't work there, we might try it back where it was, you know, I mean, just sort of, we're going to see. Um, but we have, you know, luckily we'll have that show for a while so we can see where it might work in different spots. Um, it does. Okay. It doesn't, it's not like it does amazing, but it always pulls a solid number, which of course is what I knew when we put it in that it would do. But right now it just feels like it makes sense to go, into Cartoon Network. Um, and, you know, pe- more people are watching in the 5 to 6 a.m. hour, and obviously I would that definitely has something to do with Inuyasha's popularity, but it also has to do with the fact that on the East Coast, people are waking up, getting ready to go to work, t- 
turning on their television set um, and Toonami is on, or not getting ready to go to work, but just getting up, you know, or people that, I guess, people that work on Sunday morning, those poor people. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's just a fact of life that the deadest hours of television always are between 2 and 5 a.m., always. Really, 3 to 5 is like a black hole. 5 a.m. is where it starts picking back up again. So if a show did well at 3.30, there's a likelihood it would do even better at 5 or 5.30. So it's just an experiment, really, just like anything moving around. But I saw a lot of people were unhappy with that, but I, I think that's funny considering how many people were incredibly unhappy. We put Putting Clone Wars on the air was probably our least popular decision based on feedback we did all year, except maybe King Star King. <laughs> King Star King was pretty universally reviled. But which, which that's kind of weird to me because this is a this is a an action block. This is not an, an just an anime block, and I think a lot of people think that this is an anime block. Well, there's you a know, lot of there's a there's a whole you know Tiami has the benefit of having been around forever. Luckily, I'm very grateful. But the, one of the downsides of being around for so long is. We now, we now have an entirely new generation of, of fans who are 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids who don't, you know, they were watching Adult Swim Action for the last five years, and they like Tsunami, and they like the attention we're, we're paying to the details and what we're doing, but they think of that Saturday night as anime night, and, you know, they're anime fans. They're not, you know, they haven't been Tsunami fans before. So I think there's a... You know, I, I it, call it a learning curve, call it whatever, but they don't think of Toonami. They think of Toonami and they think of maybe when they were a little kid before it went off the air and they didn't, you know, and they remember watching it when they were young and they remember Dragon Ball Z or Naruto and they think, well, that was anime and this is anime, this is an anime block. But, you know, as you guys know and as we certainly know, Toonami's never been just an anime block and I hope it never is. Not that I... Obviously, I love anime, but right. I want to be able to show American action cartoons when they're available to us, for sure. Yeah, yeah that answers my question perfectly. Um, my next question is, is who designed the, the new Clydes, and how often will we see them on air? Mm. Uh, well, Eric Walkman is working with a team of people. Eric Walkman is the person who, he was our lead designer at Tsunami for a number of years, you know, um, through Tom, I guess he came in sort of at the end of the Tom one stage. And so through Tom two, Tom three, Tom, you know, he was all the way through until Tsunami went off the air and he moved and now he works, um, you know, he works on the West coast for another company. And basically in his free time, he does this, um, with the very little money we're able to scrape together to give him. So he and another couple guys um did those quad things and yes we do hope that there will be more of them for sure you know that was a direct result of if anyone wants to know where the microsoft uh money went <laughs> in addition <laughs> to what we did for the xbox launch we also did the Clyde and hyperspace uh, as a direct result so um it may have been it may have annoyed some people it excited some other people but I'm glad that Microsoft had us do that Xbox thing because we got to do this other extra cool stuff. And um, we do plan on doing more of those Clyde things. The Clyde 
for now anyway, I don't know what's going to happen down the line, but for now anyway, they're not going to be sort of regular, you know, they're not going to be on the ship that you'll see like day to day, like Tom and Sarah, they'll be more in those little pieces. Um, sort of like, honestly, way back the initial Tsunami, the original Clyde used to kind of be off on his own having little adventures <clears throat> and he wasn't really talking to Moltar. He was more of just a extra element and that's kind of what they're going to be knit for now. Okay. All right. What were you going to say, Jose? Nothing. I was, I was sitting here quietly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what I, I to follow up with that, um, I, I had asked on the Tumblr um, if they were um, holograms, and you guys said that they weren't. Um, why did they disappear like that? Like when that one got destroyed, why did it like disappear? Well, I'd Is tell it just you that, that's all but... they did. I'd tell you that, but I can't. Oh, okay then. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll, have to, you'll have to find out oh. with everybody else. Because me and Jose were on the, the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we're like. Are they holograms? We argue like it's a political <laughs> I got that, debate. I got that question a lot. I think that's a fair question. But we'll have an answer. Okay. Well, then we will await that answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next question, and um, this is – it's more about TV trending now that it's, that it's kind of gone into effect, I guess. But um, how has uh, Twitter trending helped out in the long run with uh, – Nelson ratings. Nielsen. Nielsen. We don't. We don't know. That's the simple answer. We don't still, know yet. You guys still we, don't know yet. No. Nope. Wow. It's still. It's very, very slowly. I think it's going to take a while for them to. I mean, they just started tracking it, and I think they're still figuring out exactly how they want to interpret that data and present that data, and then they have to figure out a fair metric by which things can be measured. It's. It's just. I mean, I'm not, like, meeting with them or anything every day. I just think knowing what I know about television and ratings, it's it's a very complicated metric to have. So we're starting to get some of that info and stuff, but it's still not like, bam, add in the Twitter followers and you get an extra rating point. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> that would so be nice. I would, I, would, I would encourage people to look at it at, look, it's always a good thing, no matter what. It's always a good thing. I have been in many situations where I was able to say that we trend on Twitter every single weekend and it helped us. So it always helps in a very direct measurable way. Mm-hmm. So definitely leave no doubt about that, but whether or not it's as simple as it trended all night on Twitter, therefore it's going to do better in the ratings. Like that's not quite where it is, at least not yet. And I don't know exactly when or how, it will exactly shake out. All I know is it's a good thing that it happens and it has helped us in a very definite way. Right. Uh, well, cause it's interesting because when we look at, um, the, uh, the trending rundown that we do every week, it's, it's kind of interesting to see because it only shows up on the apps now on the Twitter apps of, yeah. like the TV trends. And there's this number and we look at the number and we're like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Is that good? Is that bad? And I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of weird for us. Like, yeah, we obviously think it's good the higher it is, but then it's like, but how well, does we're it still affect? figuring, we're still figuring that out too. I mean, I think it's right. just a brave new frontier. This is a new, this is a new thing. You know, and Nielsen is a very 
tightly run ship and they are very serious about accurate data and they are being asked to catch up with technologies that are appearing left and right every single day and everybody wants to capture every viewer regardless of where where they are in the world what device they're on and that's just a very tough ask it's not enough anymore to just do the normal Nielsen Holmes you know uh, there's so many different ways to watch a show and technologies to take into effect that I think their job is just getting harder and harder every day. And, you know, from my point of view, I don't, <clears throat> I expect them to take their time. Um, and, you know, I think that's, that's what they're doing. All right. So before we, now, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, this is, I was going to say, now I don't work at Nielsen. So these, <laughs> are simply, these are simply the opinions of a person who works in television and not necessarily, accurate in any way but they're my percept my perceptions all right so uh we've got a couple of questions from the fans before we wrap this all up and uh we're gonna go ahead and ask them uh gonna go and sort through these real quick well there's one more question on the on the list there yeah that's but that's gonna be the last one okay we'll end with that let's do tumblr first got we have twitter tumblr everything great uh so this is from our colleague Sketch, um, who I'm sure you know. Yes. He says hi. Hello, Sketch. Um, a while back, I asked you what you felt Toonami brought to the table in this day and age, where entertainment can easily be accessed on multiple platforms, and simulcasting makes keeping up with the latest shows more convenient than ever. That was before Space Dandy, of course. Could you please reiterate what you said about the value of Toonami as a unique platform for the podcast listeners? <laughs> well, if I remembered, sure. Uh, <laughs> I think I think because I've been asked that question before, and I'm sorry, Sketch, I don't remember the exact answer I gave you. But my feeling has always been that Toonami serves several functions. Really, um, I'll try not to make this the longest answer ever, but I get asked this question a lot, sometimes nicely and sometimes not nicely. But the answer is kind of always the same, which is Toonami. The point of Tsunami is to expose people to new shows that they haven't seen and also to reward people who are watching every week with shows they like presented in a way that, you know, puts a lot of care and effort into it and lets them know that we take what we're doing as seriously as they take what they're watching. So I think the value of Tsunami is, I mean, honestly, last night's a good example. Countless people were telling me that's the first time they had seen Akira. Now, everyone who's a hardcore anime fan, who's an older fan, would think, well, how could you not have seen Akira? But the simple fact is, you know, people don't get around to stuff. And the one thing that TV still has over any other medium is TV can present you with things. If you want to go to Netflix or if you want to go to any, any streaming site or if you want to go to iTunes or whatever, you have to say, I want to watch this show. I go there, I watch it. Arguably, it's better than TV in that way because with TV, you got to wait till the show's on or DVR it. And, you know, with a streaming service, you just type it in and there it is. What TV's good at, and none of these other services are, is presenting you with things that you would never think about watching otherwise. You turn on the channel... You turn on the TV, you change the channel, you run into something, whether it's a movie, show you haven't heard of, show your friend was talking about, but you forgot to get around to watching. 
and you see something for the first time. And that's the value of television to me in general. So I think the value of Toonami is exposing people to new music, animation, you know, stories, video games, all the things we do, which you're not going to find anywhere. You'll find algorithms which will suggest things to you on Netflix and Amazon that are arguably accurate algorithms. But it's not the same as the immediacy of turning on your TV and knowing that every Saturday, if you turn on your TV, you're going to be presented with some things, whether that's going to be, here's a music video, here's a new show, here's a game review. You're going to be presented with some things by people who care and think that these things are awesome and they're not always just trying to sell you things. They actually like them. And to me, that's something Tsunami has that it always has had that uh, you don't find anywhere in the world of these various proliferation of other ways to watch media. You know, I, you know, I don't, and I'm not against any of those either. I am a user of Hulu, Netflix, Crunchyroll, blah, blah, blah. I use all of those um, because I, like you guys, I like convenience. Convenience is important. But I also like being surprised, and I also like finding things that I didn't know I was looking for. Um, and to me, the greatest value of Toonami over the years, from this is from direct anecdotal evidence of people coming up to me and going, I never knew about X. I never knew about Alan Tobin until Toonami. I never knew about Naruto until Toonami. I never knew about Akira until Toonami. Like, countless people had not seen the Evangelion movies. Like, to me, that's the ultimate value of Toonami. And then what we try to do is not just make it a fun experience for the new people who have never tuned in because every single week the audience is comprised of a decent amount of people who have never turned it on before. And then also service not only the long-term 13-year hardcore fans, but this newer group of fans who only know media from interacting with it in the modern way. So it's just, it's a weird, complex thing. I feel certain I didn't get sketch that answer, but hopefully that's <laughs> similar. I'm sure he'll be satisfied with that answer. Yeah, hopefully that's similar, but that's what I think Tsunami brings, and that's why we're still relevant, at least I think we're relevant, um, and hopefully we'll continue to be so. All right. He's going to ask you again uh, a couple of months on the road, so make sure you write this all down. I'm ready. <laughs> well, now he has it in an audio recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, at UU Brotherhood, any chance on Twitter, sorry, uh, any chance we'll see more of the Absolution anytime soon, like a media room or a deck or something? Thanks. I hope so. You know, uh, we, um, we're making new stuff. You know, most of what we were making in the last year was obviously getting Sarah off the ground and then more animations of Tom just so that, you know, the, it, it felt more lifelike and wasn't always the same five shots. Um, and it's still not really enough shots for us to feel comfortable. Certainly we're not sort of where we were. We're much closer, but we're not where we were you know, when Tsunami was really well-funded. Um, so first priority is to still do that stuff. But we we're always talking about what we can do next. I mean, you know, hyperspace for the month of movies is a good example. That was just something we thought, do you remember when we used to do movies and we would go into hyperspace? Can we do that? I don't know. Can we? You know, and then we would just went down that path. So 
you know, as we look at the year coming up, we're going to be thinking of what can we do that, you know, to show more of the ship. That's obviously something everybody always wants and something we want too. It's just, um, we try to do it right and have it look good. And the people who make the shots for us work on movies. I mean, they're real, the real deal. And then, you know, it takes time and it takes money to make it look good and make it look right. So, um, we certainly hope so, but I can't say anything specific. Can I, can I ask a follow-up question real quick? Sure. Um, the ship itself, I noticed with the, the new animation last night, um, there's the, the tail fin seems to be on one side of the ship and then there's not another on the other. Why is that? I just wanted a little asymmetry in the design. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, has, it has a function on the ship and I could give you all that blah 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 but I think what I'd rather just, you know, just from a design perspective... If you look at something like the Millennium Falcon, the reason that that is such a great design is, I mean, there's many reasons, but one of them is because of the asymmetrical nature of the ship. It just didn't look like any spaceship you've ever seen before on the screen. You know, it looked like a piece of junk and was had this weird L-shaped thing on one side. Every ship you had ever seen before was a flying saucer or looked like a jet. And so that's just like a design element that we always try to keep in mind is that we, we don't always do it, but we certainly like to, you know, occasionally not just do really super symmetrical designs because it tends to make everything look militarized and sort of like it was made in a factory, which of course it was, but we want our ship to feel different, feel lived in, you know, and to me, the asymmetrical elements of design are exciting. Okay. All right. At Faz Daniel on Twitter uh, asks, Word. Any plans to prioritize Japanese anime genres other than action in the near future for Toonami and why? No, there are not. And there never will be because Toonami is an action block. I realize that people want, you know, I think, <clears throat> I think the word action is a very broad word. And I think that there are room... I think people would agree that there's definitely room for shades. There's pure just action shows. And then there are shows that have some action, but are not just nonstop action that are more thoughtful that are, you know, that there's room for all kinds of shows within just saying we are action, but will we ever show crayon Shin Chan and Tsunami? No, we are not going to show slice of life, romance, comedy. We will never show any of those unless they have action in them. And then, we can make the argument, but Adult, but Adult Swim wants Toonami to remain an action block, and we at Toonami want Toonami to remain an action block, and that's something that we are not planning on wavering from anytime soon. And I think if you are watching six hours of television, and God bless everyone who does that, I think that it's got to be pretty tough at three in the morning to show on, to throw on a slice of life show that's just people talking that's like that's that to me sounds deadly and that's right. not to say that i don't like those shows because i do or i don't watch you know that type of anime because i totally do i just don't see it fitting into toonami um and i think if you want something other than action cartoons toonami's probably not the place for you we serve this one type of thing and we try to do it as well as humanly possible. And I don't want to broaden that palette 
to the point where it doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. Because then we do truly become just an anime block. Because let's face it, one of the reasons anime is so great and so many people love it and it's not, and it has its own distinct, you know, sort of fan base is because there's all different kinds of anime under the sun. There's as many different types of anime as there are stories to tell in the human experience and beyond. So that's what makes anime such an amazing art form. And, you know, the sad truth is in American cartoons, you pretty much get funny or you get action. But we are in the U.S. broadcasting to millions of people. And in order to stay on the air, we need to have a decent number of those people watching. And it's worked to show action for us. And it continues to work. So we see no compelling reason to turn from that path. And I doubt we ever will, to be honest. You brought, you brought up action cartoons. This will be our last uh, question from our fans. At Inuyasha-san87 on Twitter says, uh, do you think in the future Toonami will be able to at least air one more American cartoon? Uh, a new one? Yeah, I mean, I hope so, yeah. I mean, we want to. Like, you know, I don't think anyone would disagree with me that there's just less and less of them being made, period. Right. And the ones that are... Unfortunately, the ones that are being made are being made by our direct competitors who will not give us the rights to those shows. <laughs> so we are working from a thinner pool than ever, which is why it was important to us to put Clone Wars on the air, and it was important to do Thundercats, and it was important to do Symbionic, because even though those are shows from Cartoon Network that didn't, you know, that didn't ultimately, that got canceled, we still feel that they were good shows. And we want to show good American action shows wherever we can get them. And that right. includes from our sister networks. Um, so, yeah, my hope is we continue to... I, I hope we never don't have an American action show or two on. It's just, man, it's getting harder and harder. I won't lie. Can I, can I ask a sure. real quick question about Clone Wars? And it's something out there that a lot of people have asked. And I don't, sure. know, if, I don't know if it's been on the Tumblr or even if you can answer this question, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there's been this final season out there of Clone Wars that obviously now all of a sudden... Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, you're talking about the episode they made after the show was canceled that they have, like, four or right. five episodes Dave Filoni right. is talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with those. I genuinely have no idea. Okay. You know, um, they could very easily go to some Disney folks. I have no idea. Um, not privy to any of those discussions. Okay. Well, uh, that'll that'll do it for the fans. Uh, our last question for you is: Looking back, what ended up being your favorite accomplishment for Toonami in 2013? Oh, easy. Gil and I were talking about this because I showed him your questions. Being on the air. <laughs> easy. We are still on the air. Don't forget. Not too long ago, until you guys brought us back, we were not on the air. And one day we won't be on the air again. But for now, we are on the air and we are continuing to do well. To me, that is definitely the biggest accomplishment. Um, The second accomplishment is Akira because I just was very proud of the movie that essentially opened my mind and along with a few shows I watched sort of taught me about the power of not just anime but animation as a medium that we got to expose 
however many people watched it, and I hope it did well, but we got to expose <clears throat> a bunch of people to Akira for the first time. That to me is, that's why I get into this, that's why I got into this business was to share the things I love with people that they might be inspired by and go on to do more stuff like that and put it into the world. And it's just a positive cycle that hopefully continues on. Um, but staying on the air and Akira, those are definitely the two. All right. And that'll do it for us. Um, well, if I could say one final thing, cause I, I need to definitely get this in before we end this interview. Um, obviously the other day we saw, um, tsunami.com. And oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Cool. sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. I forgot yes. about this. <laughs> yes, you did. Actually, I had to show Jose surprisingly. I don't know why Jose didn't see this, like popping up everywhere. <laughs> but um, uh, I have to take I have to take a moment and say it's very humbling that you guys would even just put a link. I, I mean, maybe that's a small thing to a lot of people out there and whatever. I guess that's a small thing to them. But to me, I, I it's a big deal to me that you guys would actually include us on Toonami dot com at all so well you know i, I just well, want to say thank that. you well you're welcome and i mean uh it's kind of a no-brainer it was a no-brainer for us i mean you guys put in so much <clears throat> you know you guys have put in so much hard work and constantly helping us you know keep our fan base activated uh, i can't really thank you enough so that is you know that's the, the least we could do um but i'm i'm glad you noticed and i'm glad you're happy um now, I actually have one thing to announce since we're talking about the future. Oh, sure. Why I not? figured maybe I could talk about some new information that nobody's heard before. And the interview's over. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes. we have been trying for a while now to internally work this out, and we just heard that it worked out, and we're, I'm happy to announce we will be showing Samurai Jack on Toonami. Yes. Uh, in, <laughs> so basically when Fully Cooley ends its next six week run, when it comes back in January, when Fully Cooley leaves, it will leave and rest for another good long while. I'm sure it will be back eventually, but we're, we're going to rest it for a while and Samurai Jack will take its place. You know, this is ironic. Jose. You got one more American cartoon in Yasha son. <laughs> <laughs> this is ironic. So, Jose. Yeah. So we, yeah. so we're happy about that because obviously during the original Toonami run, the only time we showed Samurai Jack was the, you know, we showed it a little towards the end of our run, and then we showed that marathon. Um, so we're really happy to be able to throw it in there, and hopefully it does really well or well, and we can run the whole thing. Um, so yes, that's another long running, that's another long running series inside Toonami, but I can't imagine too many people are going to be unhappy other than the people who just don't like American cartoons. Um, so we're super psyched. And, uh, before anybody asks, we don't know exactly where it's going to go. When I say it replaces Fooly Cooley, I simply mean Fooly Cooley is exiting and then this show will come in. That doesn't mean that it's at the exact time Fooly Cooley's at. We don't know yet. So we'll find you guys will find that out later on. Um, but, I thought uh, it would be nice to announce something since, you know, just to help this podcast get a little traction. Well, we're doing terrible. We put it at the end, too, so everybody's yeah. got to listen to me bullshit around for a while until <laughs> <laughs> we get to the good stuff. Well, yeah, that's that's the whole point. 
That's the whole point. You have to listen to the end. You have to listen to all yeah. the ads beforehand. That's so right. Everybody who wants to That's buy right. ad space, now's the time. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, the other thing is uh, uh, I'm giving you guys a snippet of our uh, Ichi Megamix, which, um, you know, you'll be able to share with people. It's, it's going to be about three minutes long, and it's pretty much the beginning of the of the tape. Would but you... I hope it whets people's appetite and that they're <clears throat> excited for Christmas Day when we put it out for free. And by the way, anybody that wants to submit a cover, continue to do so. Please post your cover somewhere and send a link in the you know either to our Tumblr or to my Twitter. Just send me a picture of it, and I will collate all of them. And we will announce the we'll announce the cover we've chosen probably Christmas week on the Tumblr. Okay. And that person will definitely get one of the Tsunami t-shirts. And that song will be at the end of the podcast, so you have to listen to all that, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, like I really do. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thank you again, Jason, so much for all the stuff you do for us uh, here at the podcast and for the fans and everybody. Uh, all the work you do goes very much appreciated all the time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, thank very you much. and thanks for thank you guys for doing this and you know everybody that bothered to listen to this whole thing. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. And I hope a year from now we're doing another recap interview and uh, we'll be talking about the amazing year we just had. A year, Jesus, we don't have that good ratings, man. We're gonna need you back in six months. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, all right, in six months. <laughs> sure, let's do that good. Come on. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed the interview. And, uh, well, uh, we kind of said we have one more interview. We kind of lied. We've decided to kind of steal from our friends over at Toonami and make this, if possible, God willing, the month of <laughs> interviews. Yes. So for the rest of the month, uh, even when we're off in two weeks, uh, we will have interviews planned for the entire month. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy them. We're really, really excited uh, about some of the guests that we have lined up. Uh, and I'm here to announce the guest we have next week. Next Drum week. <laughs> next week. Uh, from Funimation, the brand manager of One Piece and the thing he's going to be talking about mostly, Space Dandy, Josh Koshrek, will be on the show. Uh, he's going <laughs> to let us know about what's going on with Space Dandy as much as he possibly can. Uh, tell us what's up, maybe what's going on at Funimation, some updates on some of your favorite shows, uh, maybe some answers on DVD and digital releases or whatever. Uh, so send them Will on I in. Will I be an attack on Titan? Yeah. <laughs> answer, answer to that, no. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and send your questions in to Toonami Talkback and... Just like last time, we will try to get it to as many as we can. We got a lot for Jason. We couldn't get to them all. Sorry. Um, but uh, we went ahead and got to as many as we could. We're going to do the same thing next week. So send in your Space Dandy questions, your One Piece questions, your general Funimation questions. Maybe he might know the answer. Um, so send them on in, and we will we will ask him, uh, time permitting. So uh, if you've heard him on the One Piece podcast before, because he's a One Piece brand manager, uh you know, you know how awesome it is when he's on. He tells us all kinds of stuff. So, 
Uh, hopefully we'll learn some stuff that, uh, you know, maybe you didn't know before. And knowing is half the battle. And you have to tune yeah, in. You have to tune into next say. week's interview because we're going to reveal who the next person is on the month of interviews lineup. So you got to stay tuned for all of these. You got to catch every single one of them this month. Um, it's not like month. Tsunami where we tell everybody off the bat. You got to actually tune in. You got to tune in. Motherfuckers. So uh, just as a general reminder, though, the final two episodes uh, for this year will be recorded early. Yes. What that entails is that we will not be doing ratings. We will not be doing news. We will be off. We will be so... We will be on vacation. I will be on vacation on that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be up in New York uh, for a while. When are you coming to see me? Never. <laughs> Fuck. I don't have the time to go to Rochester, bro, and I don't want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you do want to come to Boston. Not that badly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, more than he wants to come to Rochester, so... <laughs> hey, hey. Shut the fuck up, Jim. Anyways, um, <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. There's plenty of me to go around. You just gotta <laughs> come. You just gotta come travel to me. That's... Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the um. So uh, please make sure you keep up with the site because tsunamifaithful.com will continue to be updated with the ratings. Uh, any news that comes out, we're sorry we won't be able to cover it on the podcast those two weeks. We come back January fourth. Uh, or whenever, well, that's when they come back. That's when Tudor comes back. When we come back, it'll be January 6th. Um, uh, we'll have, we'll hopefully be back to regular schedule and, uh, you know, we'll hopefully have some surprises and things to talk about or probably not. Who knows? Yeah. We'll probably talk about space dandy. Probably that. Or we'll be canceled. Who knows? Maybe this year will be the last (laughs) Tsunami faithful podcast year. (laughs) Who the fuck knows? Um, I'll go sober. <laughs> that is a damn good reason to stop doing this podcast. Save your life, Darrell. You bastard. How uh, dare you? And I guess that's it. I'm trying I feel like we have one more thing to talk about. Um Jerry Go. I okay, we can do that now, but there's one more thing I was thinking of. Alright, we'll just do Jerry Gelb now. Um so once again, it is the holiday season. Please donate what you can uh, to Jerry Gelb. He needs some spinal surgery. Uh, he desperately needs this. If you don't know who Jerry Gelb is, he's been in the Cowboy Bebop movie. He's been in a couple of uh, other animations that I'm sure you guys have seen and loved. Um, and we are running a little campaign along with Team Four Star and uh, our friend Steve Bloom. We're, we're running this little campaign, so hopefully he can raise the money. Uh, and get what he needs. So here's our offerings. Here's our little prizes. Uh, if you donate $25, you get to pick the topic. And we will talk about it. It can even be show recaps, as we've said before. That's on the table. Um, for one week only. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the second uh, The second tier is $50. You get to talk about the said topic with us on the show. Third tier is a hundred bucks. You get to talk about said topic on this show with us. And if you send it over to Steve Bloom, he will record a little voiceover for you. And uh, it's totally worth it. This guy needs help. Do what you can. Don't donate on our behalfs or anything like that. Just donate because you want to donate. Uh, and mm-hmm. donate whatever you can, even if it's not to get any of these things that we're offering. A dollar, mm-hmm. every dollar helps. 
but the way that you claim your prizes is you have to take a screenshot of your of your uh, receipt. I don't need to see credit card information or anything like that. Just a screenshot of your receipt showing me how much you paid. It can even be with your camera phone. That's fine. Send it over to me. Uh, and if you paid 100 bucks, you send that over to Steve Bloom Voices. Uh, SteveBloomVoices.com. Look up the contact us there. And you send that you send that to us, and it's uh, at Toonami. Sorry, at J E A R G U M E D O at TunamiFaithful dot com. Send that over, and we will make arrangements to make sure that you receive your prizes in a timely manner. And by timely manner, I mean don't be surprised if you if it takes a couple of months. And the website is tinyurl.com slash jerrygelb. That's T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com slash J-E-R-R-Y-G-E-L-B. All right, so uh, Jim, where can the good people find you? You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter. If you're wondering why there's no post segment this week about the Monica Magica movie, read my previous tweets to find out why. Oh, there's a post segment. I recorded. <laughs> I recorded a lot. <laughs> I record that post segment yeah. just like I ship that. I shipped that via Federal Express. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't funny. No. Um, yeah, so uh, you can find me at zero Alucard twenty seven on Twitter. You can find me on Tumblr at UniCentury U N I Century. Also, you can find me on PlayStation three. Uh, my PSN ID is Baystar underscore Boy. Although, how much I'm going to be playing, I don't know because. Magi on Neon Alley is taking up a lot of my time because Magi is awesome. Oh, free plug for Neon Alley, by the way. I just I got a subscription now. I'm yeah, actually, they're having a survey that you can take and uh, you get 30 free days of Neon Alley. And right now, like, look, they extended their Cyber De- Monday deals till the end of September or sorry, December. Um, <laughs> so get on that right now. It's exactly it's like 77 percent off. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It is absolutely wonderful. And Neon Alley is so much better than it was at this time last year. It's not even it's, comparable. We did it we did it um we we did a review a couple of weeks ago for Geeky. Um This is all free advertising for Neon Alley, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we were wondering why we don't have any sponsors. We advertise shit for free. Um mm-hmm. we we did a review for Neon Alley uh a couple of weeks ago for Geeky. Mm-hmm. And even since then, since that review, the service has improved. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That was only a and couple they, of weeks ago. Yep. And they continue to get new shows, and it's awesome. I'm mostly watching Ranma, Lagrange, Inuyasha, and Magi. Those are the, my four shows on it. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, if you uh, see me watching Neon Alley all the time on uh, PlayStation Network, that's why. <laughs> if you're so, one of the people yeah, pissed about, about 3 a.m. Inuyasha, time to watch it on Neon Alley. Sure, it's really early episodes, but hey, they add two new ones every week. So cool. And they will be far beyond Toonami at this point. (laughs) Actually, they're not. They're only at like episode. They're not even at episode 20 yet, I think. They will be soon. (laughs) (laughs) They will be very soon. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Durrell. Oh, yeah, you can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai 7 at Twitter.com. If you want to tumble with me, because I like to tumble sometimes, you can catch me at Ukami Samurai.tumblr.com. And if you want to email me, which I know you scared motherfuckers not, Derail Maddox at ToonamiFaithful.com. Uh, my turn. Sorry, I just bang- blanked out there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me at J-E-A-R-G-U-M-E-D-O. That's J-E-Archometto on Twitter. 
and you can find me on the Tumblr at j e a r g u m e d o dot tumblr dot com, and uh, you can also email me at j e a r g u m e d o at tunamifaithful dot com. That's the little pattern here, and I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, that's it. I have nothing to plug this week other than, you know, we're doing an awesome job at tunamifaithful dot com. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and. Keep, stay tuned for this month of interviews. I'm really excited to do it. We usually don't do this, so this will probably be a one-time thing. Yes. Because interviews are hard to get at the end of the year. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> All right, well, you can find me at Paul Pascrillo. My last name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I-L-O on Twitter. You can also find me on Tumblr, paulpascrillo.tumblr.com. It's not very interesting. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> hey, my Tumblr's barren for like weeks at a time so is mine so is mine no it's not you use it every fucking day Uh, not you just wanted to be part of the group i do (laughs) (laughs) out of everybody on the staff you probably have the most replies well shit they're not all replies i want to answer sometimes (laughs) (laughs) and on the website you can obviously find me uh with the username tf admin uh, I will try to get on there more often. And again, you know, I just want to say thank you to the, the Tsunami crew for uh, doing all that they do and giving us that honor as a fan site on there. So, thanks, mm-hmm. Jason, for being on the show. Thank, and thank you, Jason, for being on the show. And yeah, by the thank way, you Paul and Jose for hiding the black man again. We didn't hide you. We just didn't call. <laughs> no, we didn't want to scare him off like you did at Momocon. But anyways, um. <laughs> That's the podcast this week, folks. By the way, you better listen. Peace. We're out. Deuces! Following is the first four minutes of the Ichi Mechamix. Keep in mind this is still a rough work in progress. There is also some offensive language in the mix. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Tom, and you're listening to IGPX The Ichi Megamix. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the opening ceremony of the 2049 IGPX season! Alright guys, let's do this. Let's kick their ass. Get out of there and annihilate them! Bring it on, bring it on. You gotta stay focused. I've been waiting for this moment for so long. Team Satomic, let's win! It's time to get serious. Get him, boys! Yes, sir!
competition champ. Ooh, that pussy gets damp. Bump, 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 bump,
I do want to do in-depth discussion about Akita, though. Like, mm. When we come back after Jason and Marco, because I don't want to make the people late that long. Mm-hmm. Or no, should we? What do you guys think? No, do it after the Jason thing. Yeah. Give him a reason to stay on. Um, or, or do you think trending kind of covered it? Because we, did... I think trending kind of covered it. To be honest, yeah. I mean, we've all seen Akira more than once. Right. I think um, pretty much all that remains is I, I sent a text to Jose last night saying, oh, yeah. "Hey, I did want to do an Irish, want to do an Irish." <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, Jim. Like, I love Akira so much, and I, I don't. I would have trouble making fun of it. It's really? not that I can't make fun of it. I probably could think of stuff, but I, I don't know if I could really make fun of it that much. I think I would just be like well, saying the damn lines in the movie. <laughs> I was doing that all last night. Yeah. Is it safe, Doctor? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I I, th- I think I could riff on it, but I don't I don't think I would be very funny. I think I'd just be like, yeah. oh, this scene's awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Make did that you see r- the helicopter? It crashes Blackhawk down, motherfuckers. You know, that, the, uh, that would be actually me. make that the running joke. Make that the make that the running joke. You know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we need a third person. <laughs> let's go ahead and start signing off. You can find me on Twitter at j e a r g u m e d o dot twitter dot com. No, that's not the thing. <laughs> <laughs> at j e a r g u m e d o, and I can't believe you people still need it spelled out for you. Well, because my name's hard to spell, man. My name yeah, is well, I can't you not spell Jose Argumento. People cannot spell argument. People cannot pronounce Argumento. Let's start there. Hey, I, but I, hey, pronounced, I, it the, I pronounced it right the first time I met you, sir. Zach hey, Logan has known me for, for me. Yeah, Zach Logan's known me for about a year now. He still pronounces it wrong occasionally. So Darrell, I understand. Darrell, I needed your name pronounced to me, <laughs> and normally I'm pretty good with that. <laughs> What's wrong, Maddox? Yeah, Maddox. Maddox. I thought it was Maddox. No, Maddox. Although Maddox Darryl. sounds like a Daryl cool Maddox. Name. Yeah. Well, they call me Ox sometimes. So Maddox. <laughs> the sequel to Mad Bull Thirty Four. Maddox yes, Thirty Five and a Half. I will punch you in your. Breast. Oh my God! I want to make that copyright. <laughs> Toonami. It's yeah, coming next it. year. I'm doing it. Set it. Set it in Los Angeles. Kickstarter. It's happening, bitches. <laughs> Darrell's my lead. Damn right, baby. And I'm gonna. You be- thought grenade shock straps were awesome? Try a grenade coat. <laughs> no, 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 no! I gotta come up with something more outrageous. It's gotta Brother, outdo Mad Bull Thirty Four. Brother, you can never have enough. As somebody once said, "On I'm gonna get you, sucker." <laughs> I think it was Jim Brown. Oh my god! Oh my god! We could totally make that like a black exploitation thing. That would be fucking amazing. Oh my god! I love this idea. Tell us <laughs> the main character. I love this really stupid idea. I'm gonna. Yes. <laughs> I'm so yeah. glad I'm recording this. <laughs> yes, and if you try, people try to steal it. We already got it copyrighted. I'm gonna go get that shit copyrighted right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back to back to my actual sign off because none of this is gonna make it into the show.